And we are back for the Mad Awesome Show today. I am joined by Tilo. And also for those of you who are on the Twitch stream right now watching this, we are also joined by Pico Burrito. Pico, could you say hi to people actually um, can acknowledge your existence here? <laughs> hi, thanks for having me on, guys. I'm really excited to be here. Yeah, we're, we're excited to have you here. Tilo, how are you? I kind of skipped over you there as well. Oh man, I'm I'm the same. I'm happy to be here. Happy to talk stars with you guys going to this GAC season. Yeah, sign up just popped up, and I I haven't even looked at my mods, man. It's been it's been a long week. Are you guys ready for this upcoming uh, upcoming week? I think. <laughs> I mean, there's the, with with between a. Uh... New Datacrons, I don't know what to do with that Savage Omni, and uh, I'm pretty bad at PvP in general, so probably not ready, I, I guess is the way to look at it, but uh, better than 3v3. That's true. And yeah. Actually, I, sorry, too. No, I was going to say, I'm the same as you. I haven't really checked out my mods yet, and I'm still thinking about comps, and that that's one of the big issues right now for me, too, the same as Pico, is Savage. So a little spoiler on uh, Leg Day, but I did get his Omicron. So I'm thinking I'm leaning towards what you and Zareth are talking about with uh, Starkiller, but who knows? There's a lot of versatile and moving pieces in this next GAC season. Yeah, so not to like skip around, but since we've already, I mean, both of you guys have already made comments, we can go right into leg day and we can swing back around to the other stuff. So yeah, just keep it going. So Pico, you mentioned Savaz Omicron. Are you, are you debating putting it on? Have you put it on? You're trying to figure out a comp. What are you doing there? Yeah, so I, I have been debating it for the past two weeks, and I finally pulled the trigger this morning. All right. Um, and I think I'm going to try to make one of those Starkiller comps work. Uh, I So so where I kind of hang out mid-Kyber 1, you know, the, the, the new comps tend to throw curveballs to people. So I think worst-case scenario, just put something out there that people don't see. It's going to pull a, a Galactic Legend for a period of time. But... Um, I think it's going to be. I, I think that's going to be the the new kind of move in that that side, and especially with uh, the Palpatine, uh, Palpatine and Tarkin, kind of what they can do with that cooldown reduction Datacron. I think I think you can break that into two teams and do some interesting stuff. So, what is the full team now? I have to ask. So, if you're going to be taking in so Savage and Starkill, that's obviously two elements. Who are the other three? I would take it. Visa stays the same. Uh, Visus is going to stay unless I bring stick ray and then uh i'll pull in uh barris as the jedi and oh oh that's gonna be nasty yeah <laughs> and then i th i'm thinking the uh og kylo is is who i was gonna bring in for the unaligned force user i Mainly like I like Ferris a, a lot because then you're really yeah. pulling in the only tank option as Savage, and he loves to be hit. Yeah. The only yep. thing I'd be worried about with Kylo is he's going to pretty consistently put out crit immunity, and then your Savage loses his cleanse. But now, now, how does it work though? He has he has vulnerability up as long as he's got the uh, the the mace defense buff. Yeah, but the crit immunity will trump that. So if I, I OG Kylo, yeah, if he's doing his AoE every turn, then that's gone. Unless, you know, someone has a constant buff to spell, you know, like B2, only the most popular Starkiller counter for 5v5 outside of Galactic Legends. Uh, then probably in that case, uh, 
Ace Brother would slide into that spot then really well, just because again, it's it's unaligned force user. He doesn't have a role anywhere else in the game. Uh, and it, look, it's it's a two person squad. It's it's Savage and Bears yeah. and, and with with Star Killer. Kind of what what, what are going to make that? The other two are just how do you get the the five man condition is is really what it comes down to. So, um, although that blows one of my other ideas around a Lord Baker comp, which now I got to go back and take a look at. So. And my thinking was, I was thinking about the same team with you. I like really like Barris in there too. That's going to be really disgusting. But at the same time, I'm really stuck with Mara Jade. Where, where are you going to put Mara Jade? Because if you put Tarkin and EP together, you really don't need Mara Jade right there. So yeah. do you throw her with Starkiller or do you throw her with somewhere else? But so if you throw Mara with, well, I, I guess it's, it's two things. If, if you don't have the cooldown Datacron, the cooldown Datacrons to slide around. It makes sense to put Mara over there because you just don't want her churning over turns because then you're just wasting Savage at that point. But I'm still not confident that that Tarkin team works without Mara, only from the standpoint that you can't take them both out at the start. You know, like you could, if, if you pr try to bring in Rebels against like a Palpatine, Mara, and Tarkin together, you get to pick your poison. Are you taking out Tarkin or are you taking out Mara Jade? But you're still going to get the turn meter train if you can't kind of shut them down both at the same time. So I, I almost look at it like it, it's a it's a backup plan in case one of the other ones don't, don't work from that side. Uh, I still yeah, see I, it as... Yeah, go ahead, sorry. No, I was going to say, I, I still like Mara with Tarkin and Palp just because... So the, I did this in 3v3 where I put Savage and Starkiller together and I took Palp and Mara on offense. And gosh darn it, like <laughs> 365 or 370 speed or wherever she's at, even without Starkiller, she takes control of the vast majority of those battles. Yeah, and yeah. going in with just so you you can use another character that's Amara, but going in with just Palp Tark and like junk will not work. Like you will be dead before you get to your turns. So I, yeah. I like I like the idea of her getting in there and her already controlling the field and getting letting Tarkin eventually take his turn. Now I, I I'm in, I'm interested in this because it's I, I haven't rolled it yet. But what happens if you put the the insert turn Tie Fighter pilot on that team? So if you roll that if you roll that DC six up to to Tie to one of the Tie pilot, uh, does that? I can't figure out if that's going to break the the chain, or if it's just again more more stupidity on on a team that's going to just shut something down. I think it'll be more problematic for your opponent depending on when yeah. you leave it on defense because. Um... Tarkin won't be broken up because it's not an he's not an enemy taking a turn, so he won't hit his train will be fine. But yeah, um, Tie Fighter Pilot is going to get in the way of them killing your Tarkin immediately. So I don't, I wouldn't call it necessary, but it's it's going to do more good than bad for you. Yeah, I, I'm just I'm kind of playing around with that. It's it's my plan was kind of week one of of the new or I, I guess session two was uh, the way they're breaking up the, the data crons is. You know, the first month is figure out what works, and the second month is kind of implement it. I still feel like I'm trying to figure out what works because I I didn't kind of roll up what I wanted in the first month, so I'm I'm debating trying to chase that Tie Fighter pilot in the next week or so. Yeah, that's an interesting point. I didn't even think about that one. This is like a backup plan on a backup plan on a backup plan. If you have the Tie Fighter uh, level nine, yeah, that, that that's that's interesting. I like that a lot. But also, he'll generate debuffs that if they get cleansed, Tarkin gets turn meter. So yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I don't hate that at all. 
Again, I got I get the RNG machine to actually work for me though to, to get the one that I want. I mean, it's going to end up being I'll probably end up dropping all of my my data cache into it to, to try and get it to, to spin up, and I'll end up with I don't know something I don't need or or the same Lord Vader one over and over, you know rolling it multiple times. So, yep, that's the way it goes. <laughs> How have your bit your data kernels been, Teal? Have you gotten everything that you've wanted? I know we're we're about halfway through this current conquest. Everything's been pretty good for me. Um, I'm sitting on five level nines right now. I have the fast ultimate on Lord Vader. I am looking to get the mastery one because they did say it's fixed. So I really want to see what that's, what that's going to do in GAC. Uh, I haven't really scouted around on YouTube to try to see battles or not, but I heard it's pretty nasty. So I think I'm going to be leaning towards that if I can get it. Um, other than that, I have my dash one already. That one's all decked out, ready to go. It's got crit damage, offense up, like it's it's perfectly tailor made for him. And then I also have my Lord Vader, my regular OG Vader, with the revive and the cooldown, so he's good to go too. So it's just a matter of just getting some bonus stuff on Lord Vader. But other than that, I'm cool. Um, I think I even have one for Nest already ready to go with the grit. So really interested if there's anything that she can solo in GAC. Hopefully, I can find something with that. And I was also trying to find something with um, for Haunted Chewie for the Rebel Squad. So we'll see what I end up going with for them. But I still need some uh, touches up and figure out exactly what I want to do with them. I'm thinking offense and uh, crit chance as level three. So I did. I, I got my Rebel one, quote unquote Rebel, you know, the Haunted Chewie one for smugglers or whatever. And I got, I think it's the crit damage. Or three because that even works for um that's really for the the bakas both chewbacca and nubaka they can crit five four times in one turn they can get stacking crit damage and then i have the the stacking it, it's a limited stacking offense it's like they get two or five percent offense or something like that uh, but it only lasts up to two turns but that that'll that'll add up and both those stacking i think they'll do quite a bit of damage and that that one has 10 percent dodge deflection so not a lot but it's also going to be stacked with Han's evasion up. So there should be a decent amount of evades on that team, I'm hoping. Yeah, that's, that sounds nasty. I, I thought about the crit damage one, but either one. If I get any of those two, I'll be okay. But definitely want the offensive one. Yeah, I, I've had zero luck. I've been chasing the Nest one for the past three or four days. I think I dropped like 4 million data cash this morning oh just trying to get up from three to six and didn't get grit once. Um, I see. It feels like a secret every other time on the the dark side. You know, piece anytime I take it up that high. Um, I started out in a in a really bad place coming into this month. I I got burned out in conquest uh, mm. last month. I kind of just packed it in with like four days left. Um, and again, it was better than kind of banging your head against the wall trying to spin where you're at. But uh, I want the grit. I've got three of the cooldowns. My Vader doesn't have the cooldown on it yet, but I'm. It, bringing in the Mark II rerolls at, at enough of a pace that I think we need to probably get three or four more shots on that before it's all said and done. Um, but like I said, you know, I rarely push up into that that top two hundred kind of area of of uh, GAC. So having kind of everything exactly where it needs to be isn't as much of a problem. Kind of down where I'm at, uh, you know, it's it's where you know I'll typically a lot of my opponents maybe two level nines. So I have a little bit more firepower in those cases. I just want fun toys to play with is really what it comes down to. You know, it's, it's, um, 
I, I just like things. You know, that that's really all it is. Level six Vader is very fun to play with. It's yeah, and I really do like it because if you know what you're doing on defense, he's kind of trash. Like we were beating someone left their Palpatine Vader Mara team on defense. I took in like Dooku lead Malak, and they they just couldn't do anything about it because every single time Vader took a turn, he had himself feared. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it is so much fun to use, though. I mean, it's just you oh yeah, on offense, crush, 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 crush. You know, reset and just keep going down the line, and then all of a sudden you could you know you kill two you know on accident, and then you actually have to start paying attention at that point. So, um, just uh, I made the mistake in threes. I I. Brought him in to take out a ray. I even brought Shore Trooper and forgot to apply the Datacron when I hit enter. So I, I got one turn and then he didn't come back. I'm like, oh yeah, you kind of need to attach the Datacron to make that happen. So. <laughs> yeah, that I, I've learned from Savitar. It's like an email attachment. You have to put it on before you start writing the email. <laughs> oh, that's a great way to look at it. <laughs> But I love this set. This set's so good. It's going to allow me to do so much off-meta stuff. Like, I'm, I'm planning on taking Dash for offense, like we just mentioned, the Vader one for offense. Yeah. Um, just those two alone, like, that's awesome because they throw a number of GLs. My Vader can take it out, which is awesome. And even Dash, too. Like, being able to take out, like, a JMK squad, that's going to change up the boards a lot. And it's going to allow me to do so much more on defense as well. It's going to be nice. So the one I'm really excited about, uh, I have the uh, the Skiffguard Lando that gives the the TM up, and I've got Java. So I'm gonna I'm gonna set him in the front, and I'm just gonna see what happens. And I I again because I don't think anyone understands the kit. I don't understand the kit, and I've had him for two weeks. I, I think it's just going to go first, and then people are just you know. Jabba goes boom. That that's all that team does over and over. And I think it's just gonna it, it's gonna be. I, I wish I could watch it, but I, I think it's gonna be a pain in the ass for somebody. Some pain in the butt. Excuse me. So you're you're part of the what? How many how many people have Jabba? Is it like 200, 600, something like that? It was less than four hundred at the end of last four. week. Uh, I think it's probably picked up a little bit from that side, but uh, yeah. Um, I I like getting toys. I mean that that that's really what it comes down to. Yeah, you're part of an exclusive club. Uh, what's your squad that you're running with? What's or should say the fifth? Yeah, so the, I've floated around a little bit. Um, I like Mob Enforcer on the team because she gets the uh, she gets off uh, thermal detonators, which just makes it that much easier to get to the, the payout. Um, I played a little bit around with uh, Gamorian Guard. Yeah, Gamorian Guard actually works better in some of the the Galactic challenges, um, just from a survivability standpoint, but. Today, I actually remodded my roster today and, and got Embo up with uh, actual good mods on him. And I, I think that Embo is going to end up being um, the place to be based off some of the videos that I've seen so far. But it's, it's going to be Mob Enforcer, at least probably for tomorrow. Okay, nice. Yeah, there's so many mysteries with Java, but it's going to be exciting this first week to kind of see what the wild and what he's able to do. Well, and what happens if if all of a sudden you know the our, our new friend Hondo slides into that team and just starts causing chaos and chaos? And I need to pull well. up a chart for that of all all the things that happen when suddenly your entire team is not Hut Cartel because I don't know the kits well enough to realize what you lose um, as soon as that, those are gone because there's it's not just Jabba's kit but I think like Kersantan, Leia, and Lando all have like these random like 
Oh, if the whole team is a hot cartel, X happens. Uh, that's a great point, and I think the biggest one you lose is the Carstanton uh, auto revive doesn't happen if it's not a full team of hot cartel. I can't remember that now. Man, there's just so much there. You're you're right. It's it's a uh, if you you know the the Charlie Day meme where he's he's got all the red lines attached to all the pictures on on the. Uh, on the map from it's always sunny in Philadelphia. It feels like we kind of need someone to draw one of those up, just, you know, the, the connect the dots where everything is back to a center, you know, center image is just job from that side. Because it might be, it might be very conditional. Like, I don't, again, I do not know the kids well enough, but like, let's say they lose potency or something like that. And you're fighting a team that just has garbage, has garbage tenacity that, okay, you yep. know, I'll, I'll take the hit give me, give me my Hondo and I'll run with it or give me Zam or whatever. Yeah, I, all I care about the uh, getting the Rancor out is just awesome when he just kind of runs in and all of a sudden someone disappears off the screen. In fact, it, it kind of stinks when you're running in, in four times speed because he comes in so fast and it, it just disappears that you don't actually realize that it happened. But uh, that it's that 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 Rancor is just going to be just fun to watch. That that that's kind of what I just come back to. It's going to be a fun team in general. Um, I'll just we'll see what happens with uh, with territory battles coming up with it and whether it's it's everything we think it's going to be at this point. Yeah, I think it all it'll, it will have a lot of fun in PVE because the, the Galactic Legend that I actually enjoy in PVE the most is Lord Vader, and I think Jabba, I think what might have actually seen see like Sarah that made this comment like what what Lord Vader is to dots, Jabba is to thermals, so yeah. it's just going to be really fun to watch these enemies with you know. 300 billion health or whatever just explode in one turn one after another they just kind of go down the line as the turn meter piles up on them and they just all kind of pop over all right do tilo pico do you guys have anything else you'd like to add uh, to your roster development before we move on to actually the the pico grilling session the the grilled burrito session there's a big missed opportunity for me oh that's awesome <laughs> Uh, I'm getting close to profundity. Uh, I'm two, no, three characters away. Uh, got my Radish to G12 today, seven stars. And hopefully I'll have him Relic before lock. If not, it's all good. Uh, next lock. And then, of course, I have Hera left. I kind of put her to the back burner while I was doing Savage. And um, I have the ship left. And the ship is, I need maybe like 50 more shards. So... I should definitely have it next go around. Now, do you have a Rogue One team ready to go for, for this week if, if you can get uh, Radis ready? Yeah, I actually slowed down my process, but I geared up um, uh, Skiff, or not Skiff, uh, Scarif. I can't remember his name. SRP? <laughs> SRP, thank you. I don't know if that makes it harder or easier. <laughs> that made it easier. I was making it harder. I was trying to say the whole thing. Yeah, so I, I geared up SRP before I geared up the requirements, just in anticipation of the team. Nice, nice. Yeah, Pika, you said it earlier. I, I haven't I haven't redone my teams for this season yet because things have changed and I've I am this close. Sorry to steal your thunder here, Tila, but I am this close from demodding my Dreadica for speed. Um and I was I was gonna do it this time, so the mall could go play with Lord Vader. But Lord Vader just doesn't give a crap about Maul right now as long as this Datacron is out. Well, and, and it's funny because I was uh, I, I got about halfway through the, the roundtable from Friday 
uh, this morning, and they were talking. There was uh, there was a comment made about finding a replacement on the Lord Vader team to to go fast enough to kind of trigger Maul, and that was where my my immediate thought there was if you can slide in Eighth Brother because that team the 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 base speed of the Inquisitors are so fast, kind of from a, from a base standpoint. To get him north of 320 or 330 isn't an insane speed set or something something similar in that case. So that was kind of what I was playing around until you pointed out that that my Kylo idea was probably not going to work out. So that's going to maybe kind of throw a curveball on some of that. But um, I still have a fast droidica. Um, I, I keep going back and forth whether I want to remove the mods or not. But it seems like every time I take them off of him, I immediately then want him like on the next fight that I run into. So I don't know what I'm doing there. I swapped up my strategy in 3v3 and very, very closely ended up regretting It was kind of a mixed bag, too, because the people that I was fighting, they didn't have the Bamcrons, so I was still putting Maul with Lord Vader rather than Thrawn. Yeah. I, I took off my Jordan commands a while ago, and I just stuck with, him with my Maul and, or my Lord Vader and said, that's the way it's going to go. <laughs> it's going to be stuck there. And it seems like it works. Like, it's just that added extra... Uh, just damage it is nice and i know he doesn't need it right now but it's just that added extra problem especially when they're going to see it on defense yeah. um but the thing that sucks is that the mandalorians man they need another leader i really hope we get like pre vizslers or or uh, satine to kind of give them life again because i'm like what do i use my candorous with now and aren't we close to when? When's the next season of The Mandalorian? Is that November or is that? That's a after question. The, next year, next early. Year. I, I think in February. Yeah, I, I, we're probably not going to see anything until that that show. But you're right. It's it's it feels like a faction that's just kind of missing a piece of the glue to kind of pull it all together. Well, and unfortunately, I think the next Mandalorian we get is probably a Galactic Legend. Who would that be? It, it might be whoever. I'm guessing in the next season of Mandalore, or not Mandalore, Mandalorian, we're going to have someone take the title of Mandalore, whether it be Bo-Katan, uh, or our Bam, or whatever, or another one. And once you have someone at that height of power, they don't have to do it. They could wait till season four. They could throw in Leia before we get that far. Um but I think at some point, the next Mandalorian, we're going to eventually get a Mandalorian leader that is going to be a galactic legend. It's going to be Grogu. Uh, he's going to see them fighting. He's going to force push them together, and then he's going to take the saber. Force push them together. <laughs> <laughs> two little side pieces that come out to stick his ears into, so it's kind of like the Mandalore helmet with the ears, like the, you know, like a Mickey Mouse Boba Fett helmet type thing. That was That'd always awesome. that was always my original suspicion of the the name the Mandalorian was never referring to Din Djarin. This is Grogu's story, but yeah, it might be. I I really hope they get a show, and I know it's off topic too. But if we can get Tar Vizla like a show about him, that's a perfect segue for like a, a GL Mandalorian to really boost these guys up. If we ever get them in game. Yeah, there, there's definitely a few options because I mean, if they want to, if they ever want to dip back into the old Republic, which obviously they have with Malgus and bring us like Satil Shan or Mitra Sirk or whoever, Vandal the Preserver is sitting right there. They, they have, they have options. So they just have to figure out. I mean, and I'm, this isn't like Precious CG. Figure out what you want to do, but like 
they just have to decide which option they want to go with. Yeah. Hopefully, because they need some love, especially if I'm taking away my mall. Oh, I mean, yeah, without mall in the end game, there's no team. Yeah. All right, well, good talk for leg day. So back to the grilled burrito section of this. Uh, Tilo, why don't you start off with the questions? All right. So first question for Pico, we got favorite Star Wars movie slash character. They don't oh, have to be right. the same so, thing. Yeah. So so this is going to be two, and these are actually really answered. Um, I, I'm a Rogue One person. I mean, Ooh. it's it's. Uh, I know that there's the argument: is it Rogue One or Empire? Kind of seems to be where everyone lands. To me, Rogue One is hands down the best Star Wars story because it's a story. It's not, it's not the, the space wizard that, you know, it's not Harry Potter with lightsabers is, is kind of the way that I've started to look at, at kind of like four through six, which again, they're, they're phenomenal. And, you know, they were part of my childhood and everything, but um, that whole Rogue One story about the impact of just everyday people and kind of what they did as part of the rebellion. I, I just, to me, I just love that story. Uh, I, I've heard all the arguments where the gaps are and everything, but I, I just, I thought it was phenomenal. Uh, that whole Scarif thing, it was it was just great. Um, so hands down, that's my favorite. Uh, on the the character side, it's Ahsoka Tano. Uh, oh. It is the most it is the most compelling character arc that anyone has created in Star Wars. From this annoying thirteen year old character that that I don't know how they got to from the movie to the Clone Wars. And then kind of built that that character, but uh, today I, I still get chills every time I see that video of you know uh, Vader and and uh, Ahsoka ooh, fighting ooh, in Rebels, ooh. and you know he it, it's the what's what's the comment she's you know it's it's uh, uh, I will avenge uh, and it was avenge that's the keyword is I will avenge yeah. my master, and he <laughs> says revenge is not the Jedi way, and she says I'm no Jedi and goes after him. I mean it's just that is beautiful. That is just beautiful when that happens. So I just, yeah, she is she is hands down my favorite. I, I recently rewatched that the music, man. I, I really blame it on the music. The music just gets you into that feels in that fight. Yeah, I, I'll be honest. Uh, I kind of had pulled back from Star Wars for a while until Rebels came out, and, and, and Rebels had a, a really, frankly, Rebels is probably why I'm playing this game again because I I kind of pivoted over into Marvel and and um as, as we were kind of jumping on, I've got a 10-year-old and a 12-year-old. And and they were just gravitated more towards the Marvel side. So that was kind of what we were doing a lot more. And that was kind of my my tie to to the kids. Um and I tried getting my son to start watching Rebels because I figured it was a cartoon, he'd be into it. And watching that, and again, I just I, I think that that whole Rebels thing, I think it's 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 Dave Filoni is is what a lot of it is from that set that side. Yeah. But uh yeah it it's a uh, she was just so great in that that whole thing, and then again that last episode, that last arc in in Clone Wars, also just she was that that whole story about her was just phenomenal from that side. Uh, she she's yeah, had a really that. great arc. I mean, me yeah. and Taylor are fans of her. Now. We we've talked about the specific scene that you mentioned of, um, then I will avenge him, and yeah, it, it, it's easily, I. It's got to be top three in Star Wars for me. Like, not not necessarily yeah. episode, but moment. Like, Obi Wan telling Anakin he was his brother is probably number one. It might be that, and then um, Luke telling telling Palpatine, "No, I'm I'm a Jedi like my father before me." Like, those are the three most important moments in Star Wars for me. 
Yeah, those yeah. were all great. Um, if if I can throw an honorary mention of, of great things in Star Wars, because my, my brother, who will never listen to this, but I'm going to make fun of him for this. Uh, we saw uh, Return of the Jedi. And again, probably, you know, he was in first grade. I was probably in second grade. But he watched the entire Jabba scene with his thumbs in his ears and his fingers over his eyes because of all the monsters. And was probably not another, you know, it wasn't until like it came out on VHS where he ever saw that. So um, I love that scene just because just the memory of my brother sitting in a movie theater like that for the whole thing was was great for me. But um, yeah. <laughs> but, but Ahsoka, man, she has so many good moments. Like yes. not only that fight, the fight with Maul too. Like you can, it's just awesome being David Filoni's like favorite character because you get yeah. so many cool scenes. Yeah. Well, and <laughs> And even that episode with um, the world between worlds with uh, Ezra and Rebels <laughs> when he meets her there, and that scene where she walks back through the portal and she's kind of limping through the portal, and it's just like she's just going back off to do all of these other things that you know are going to happen from that point that point forward, and it, it, it's just again, it, that character is Dave Filoni's love letter to Star Wars, and, and I've always thought that, and and she will be a part of whatever story he tells until the end of time. Uh, but yeah, she's just, I mean, hands down my favorite. So, so question going on Ahsoka, have you read her, the novel, the Ahsoka novel yeah. and how geeked are you for her tales? I, so I, I'm, I'm super excited. I, I thought the, uh, the novel was great. In, in fact, uh, this is one of those, like, I actually made both of my kids read it cause it's a, it's a oh, YA wow. novel and I wanted them to, to, to kind of experience that. Um, so I excited about that. I'm I hate to say that I'm not sold on Rosario Dawson. I, I, I'm just, I, I, uh, I haven't seen the, she, she's doing the very reserved Ahsoka kind of thing right now. And, and there are times that she kind of gets the energy behind her. And I just, I just haven't seen it. And it's not a criticism whatsoever. I'm going to walk. I mean, that will be, I will be staying up till midnight to watch that show every night when it comes out on Wednesday. Like I, I won't be missing it from that side. Um, I'm excited, and, and I, Teal, I think you mentioned it. So, one of we're gonna see more stories about the Inquisitor that she stole the the the, the Kyber crystals from, right? That uh, yeah, that, that that's what it what it seemed like it was gonna be. Yeah. So again, I, I like the Inquisitor piece story to it. I, I'd love to hear some of the backstory on that. But um, I thought the, I thought that novel was great. I thought the Kenobi one was better. They kind of came out at the same time. I really like the Kenobi story from that that time, but uh, yeah, the, the novel was was really good from that time. Again, it was an easy read. You know, that was that was a but it was a fun one. And, and speaking of that Inquisitor, I messed up. I said it a couple of podcasts ago that the end of Tales, she fights the Inquisitor that she gets her her saber from. It, it's not that Inquisitor; it's a completely different Inquisitor from the novel. So oh, it's, we don't. Okay. Yeah, so it, it's a completely different one. It has a mask because the other one that she fights during the novel is a Django jumper. Or no, no, it's not the Django jumper, but it's a different species and it doesn't have a mask like that. It look, we're gonna we're gonna start seeing a lot of Inquisitors coming out. I mean and it's, oh, it's yeah. uh, I don't know, we'll probably get into it later, but I mean there was a new announcement made around that coming up as as well. And it's it's um there again that whole shockingly like there's all this content coming out from Star Wars around the Inquisitors and we get a bunch <laughs> of Inquisitors in the game. It's almost like you know, CG and Disney talk to each other or something like that. I, <laughs> That's what I, me and Calvin talked about. The thing we see in game is not by design. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because, <laughs> right, I mean, there have been, and there probably still are, and we'll probably make 
we might make some of them mad right now. But like, there are a lot of people who think that the game doesn't get input for like they're they're surprised like when a new character or something like that comes out in in the game or sorry in a TV show or something like that. And Galaxy vs. like, oh crap, what are we gonna be like? No, they 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 knew. Like they are yeah. they're in. So there are a few things like the Mandalorian. Nobody knew, which is why <laughs> there weren't any Grogu toys. Um, but the vast majority of things they have an in on. Well, that was even like the the story with the bad batches that they told the developers the fifth character will be a high damage single target character, but we're not going to tell you what the artwork is or what the character you know like it needs to be flexible for what it is because and everyone thought it was crosshair, and there were certain people at CG that knew no, there's this other character that it's going to be. It's going to yep. be this Omega character, and you know so th they're aware of it. It's just again it's. They're told when they can deliver things. They're told what what cycles are going to look like in some of those cases. But um, yeah, I, I think they have a, they have a little bit of a view of what's going on. Well, like yeah. su super old examples like Biston. Biston, yeah. they were told so far in advance about him that he was taken out of all of his scenes by the time the movie came out, or like the vast majority of them. Or um, Envis Nest was a light side character right about when she came out, and the way that she was being marketed in the trailers is that she was dark side. Yeah. So yeah. they, they 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 know they know quite a bit. Yep. But I uh so Pico, I think you might have mentioned this with your talks about rebels, but maybe this is different. What got you into the game? Why why do you have a podcast about a Star Wars mobile game? How did that start? So like how did you your know, journey in general start? Not just the podcast. Yeah, it, it, it's funny, and, and a lot of it is is kind of accidental. And, and so I'll talk about the podcast a little bit, but maybe a little bit of, of who Pico is. Um, I talk for a profession. I, I spend time. I've, I've got customers. I spend a lot of time trying to explain how things work. This is what I do naturally. The kind of running joke is um, you throw some quarters in my back, you pull the string out a certain distance, and I talk for the period of time that that string's out. So I just like, like from a podcast perspective, kind of this, it's, it's kind of here. How I got into the game, I, I happened across uh, an advertisement um, when, like, a couple of days after Christmas, right when, when Rogue One came out, and I ran across the game, and I just started playing it. I was looking for a mobile game from that side. I, I knew nothing about it. Um, in fact, I hadn't really played any of these type of collection games or anything that really kind of had this concept of crystals or, frankly, even, uh, we'll say, money being thrown into my cell phone and not, you know, getting anything outside of images coming out of that. So I picked up the game, I started playing it, I had a lot of fun. Uh, I remember kind of the first thing that I really remember about the game, though, is that as I was trying to, to kind of get better at it, it was something I could do while I was sitting at my desk on conference calls. You know, you could just kind of set up a tablet or a phone on the other side, and you could kind of just, like, auto-fight and kind of burn all of your energy that way, which, again, I thought it was great to not pay attention to work. Um, and then it was right two months later is kind of when they had the first initial Sith increase when nihilus came in and i i just uh, i i you know i was i was bad at the game but i was running a nihilus lead in in arena and i just had so much fun with that team it was like so vader was coming up at the time and and really i, I was figuring out i could beat certain teams if vader was the lead and then if if i moved over nihilus to the lead against these other teams you know i could i could win that fight and it was it was a lot of fun from that that side um but i was i played for six months before I realized I should actually be in a guild so that I could get some of like the gear nine, like the, 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 uh, fusion furnaces were kind of the bane of my existence. So, um, 
I, I popped in and out of a couple of guilds. Um, and I eventually ran across uh, Galactic War Report and was listening to the podcast and joined their Discord server again because I was just looking for reasons to kind of waste some time at work. And again, I'm a pretty vocal person, so I just kind of started chiming in with it with the conversation. Um, and then over time, uh, I was a huge TB proponent, and I was talking a lot about TB in their on their channel. And, and uh, uh, John and Sean reached out to me when I was like, "Do you want to come on the show? Like, we don't have a guest. Do you want to come on?" I'm like, "Yes, I would. I would love to do that." And right before the show started, John said, "Hey, by the way, when are you going to join the guild? Because like 75 percent of the people that are in our Discord are actually in our guild guild as well." So. Um, went over into to Black Sun Heroes for a period of time, and, and that was kind of what started me getting on the show. Is I, I kind of became a little bit of their default. Like we don't have someone to talk to. Let's bring Pico on and talk yeah, about Pico things. For <laughs> yeah, uh, which and again, it was it was a lot of fun, but it was you know it was very it was infrequent when it happened. Uh, I got some cool points with my kids at the time because you know Dad was on a on a podcast talking about a video game. My th my son thought that was really cool, uh, and then everything kind of really took off when. Uh, I was talking about territory battles once and I had uh, Sarah reached out to me and was, you know, through it, through a, a mutual friend of ours that in, in the game. And it was, Hey, will you, you know, will you want to come in and talk about territory battles? And I like, I'd never heard of her, had never heard of HNN. So I, I listened to the episode. I'm like, Oh yeah, this will be fun. And she, she and I spent like two hours without a script, just kind of running through the game. And at that point, I mean, I was kind of hooked on, on this, this idea. So it was just, you know, trying to find any opportunity I could get to, to get in and talk about the game with, with folks and, um, you know, as, as, uh, Sergi was starting to look like maybe he was going to, he was going to peel out of, uh, of, uh, the game for a little bit for, for any number of reasons, you know, Sarah kind of reached out and she's like, would you ever be interested in doing this? If, you know, if Sergi bailed out, I'm like, yes, I'm waiting for this. Like, you know, it's, it's the, like, I, it, it's a terrible, yeah, it, it's a terrible thing to think, but every time like they would miss an episode. I was like, maybe the next day, like Sarah was going to reach out to me and ask me, like, tell me, like, Sergi's out and and, it's, mm -hmm. and I'm up. So, um, you know that that was that was it. It's um, the game for me is a collection game. Like that that that's the biggest thing. Like I, I like I actually like the PvP aspect of it a lot more now than I did probably a year year and a half ago. I was, I was much more of a PvE focused player, um, but I just like the collection aspect of it. I I like. Uh, especially on the PVE side, there's all of these problems to solve, and I've got like 230 tools that I can try and figure out the best way to kind of make that happen. Um, but I, I don't like the 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 phrase like if it wasn't for the community, I wouldn't play this game anymore. That's not true. Like the community's great, and and it's it's a it's an awesome part of it. I can't separate the game from the community. Um, but I think anytime someone says that, it, it takes a very negative connotation to kind of how they view the game i love the game the game is a ton of fun um it allows me i mean characters that are released that i'm not that i'm not familiar with malgus came out i went and played kotor for like you know two months to kind of just play that game and it was a great way to engage with star wars from that side um and you know again I've, i got a chance to meet a lot of really smart people listen to a lot of super interesting you know conversations where, where, where people talk about things and it's just been um it's my hobby. I mean, that that's the easiest way to really describe it at this point is this, this is my full on hobby. That's good. That's probably like the best description of how you got into this game. <laughs> well, yeah, the... I was going to say, if you talk long enough, eventually you say something interesting. It's kind of what I found. So. <laughs> well, the roadmap is pretty cool to it. I, I do think it's important. What you were kind of saying there, the, the end is. Uh, uh, I, I resonated with it at least. Like I, I love the game. I, I, I do. 
The community yeah. is great. I wouldn't be. I would say that I wouldn't be playing this game as long as I have if it weren't for the community because that's what kind of draws me. And there's and when I mean the community, I don't just mean like my guild is great. I really like them. Uh, they're they're part of it, but also like Star Wars at large. Um, when I I get into the mood of wanting to play the game, kind of similar to what you're talking about with Malgus. When I was watching the Obi Wan series. Yeah, I want to pop into Squad Arena, even though there's no rewards really in it, and take my Lord Vader against Jedi Master Kenobi, because that's just what I saw on TV. Like, there's that whole all-encompassing aspect of it that is really cool. Yeah, um, it's funny when, you know, you talk about the the community, and one of the things I love about you guys, you guys are positive. Like, I I was saying this a couple weeks ago, it's okay to be critical. It's not okay to be negative. Like there, there's a, there's a massive difference between those two. And and you can talk about where things can get better, but when it starts to pile on like that, that's where I, I fall out. And that, that was, has been part of my problem with, with star Wars in general is that. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. Even it, uh, just because like with fandoms, like I, or we might get a little off track here, but I've been, I've been very disappointed in the Lord of the Rings fandom with, um yeah the the new the new rings of power and i'm I'm a, I'm a casual fan i get it i'm not going to be as invested as a lot of people are but it's i really really like it and some people have just like named it like absolute garbage like completely worthless you know it, it's um i i've had to learn to accept that not everything is made for me and and kind of the, the example that i give there and, and i think where your favorite Star Wars is is a lot to do with when you were born. Like, you know, I'm 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 late 40s, pushing into 50s. So, I mean, while I talk about Rogue One, it's it's, you know, I, I joke with people. I'm going to make all my kids watch the Star Wars movies, but I'm starting at four. I'm not starting at one because that's the way that it's supposed to work. But I think that if you know if you were born another 10 or 15 years after I was, that's where you were kind of the prequels. And and I know that there's a lot of people that didn't like seven through <laughs> Tilo Ray is saying, I was like, yeah, that's where I live. Um, a lot of people didn't like seven through nine, but uh, the in The Last Jedi, so I, I took my son to, to see The Last Jedi, and at the, I had seen it already because he was, he was young enough. I wanted to clear the movie before it was there, and again, it gave me a reason to go twice in the first week. But the scene on Crate when Chewie flies by and takes out the three TIE fighters going through the air, he's sitting in his chair, like, I'm watching him out of the corner of my eye. I'm getting actually, I'm getting uh, really, really emotional about this because it just it, it's this this idea that he's watching the movie and he's leaning forward in his seat and Chewie flies by and he goes on the screen and he like literally like does this fist pump in the movie and he was so excited and it was that moment that I realized that no 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 this isn't always made for me, it's made for that little kid like that that's going to be his view of what what heroes look like and it it's not always easy to just push away all the negative that, that people have. And again, whether that's fandom, whether that's in the game, like I still read the, the, the Galaxy of Heroes Reddit thread oh. and just yell at my tablet. Like, I don't know why I do it, but... Nothing has ever but, made me want to quit the game more than reading the subreddit. Like, I... It, it, it's, it's, it's honestly yeah. bad for my mental health. Like, I, I get way more out of having constructive conversations on Discord or just staying in my own little world where I love the game. Like, that, it does... I can't do the Reddit. Yeah. Uh, but it's, it. so I, I, I again, I, I think if we get more positivity, and, and I look, I'm not a positive person. You know, I don't, I don't generally like, let's hug everybody and, and call it a day. But uh, 
I'm trying to push to see more of that. And I, I think that when we get that uh, out of the community, I, I think it's just a much better environment. I think I got way off track on this topic, but <laughs> sorry. It's an important topic. Like positivity is good. It's like, there's a reason all of us have stayed on this game. There's a reason that we continue to play with it. It's because we deep down enjoy it. You can say the community all you want, but it, the game has to be engaging. I know a lot of games that had great communities, but the game itself was trash yeah. and it yeah. eventually <laughs> dies. Like there, there's no way you're going to be what six years now into a game and the game yeah. sucks. That's yeah. that, that is abnormal. Like that is like what, what a lot of people quit. And a lot of times they feel like they have to give this big justifying reason. Like, dude, it's not really normal to play a game for this like copious amount of times. Like, it's not, and I, I've had conversations with people even recently where they're like, yeah, I don't feel bad about it. I don't have anything, nothing against the game. And I'm like, all right, cool, dude. Like you played yeah. for four years. That's not weird. That's not wrong. You don't want to play it anymore. <laughs> it, it's no. okay to turn off the lights and leave. Yeah. Like, that, that's, that just happens sometimes. But, but people want to turn off the lights and break everything on the way yeah. out. Like that's what, that's what it comes down to. No, and I'm the same way. Like, I play this game, like, yes, the community is awesome. Don't get me wrong, guys. But, like, there, there'll go days, and you guys probably know, especially that are on my Discord, there'll be days that I don't go on Discord. Like, the reason I play this game, the reason I like talking, the reason I like doing content when I, <laughs> when I do is because of Star Wars. Star Wars is what I like. And it's like, this gives me an opportunity to talk about Star Wars, which I don't get to do on a daily basis. My wife thinks I'm a nerd because I like Star Wars. Um, sometimes I don't even like talk to my friends because it's like, I take it to that next level. They they look at me like, bro, you need to take it easy. I watched like three of those nine movies. <laughs> Tila's yeah, always I was here to make me be very thankful for my wife. <laughs> I was with uh, six friends from college this week, and we haven't seen each other in three years. And someone's like, what are you doing? I'm like, eh, well, you know, I'm on a podcast now that talks about Star Wars. Literally a record scratched. I mean, no one's seen a record in 10 years, but it was like, what? And I'm like, yeah, let me explain it. It's awesome. And, and to their credit, it was just a lot of blank stares. It wasn't it, it wasn't anything piled on top of it. But yeah, I mean, it's like I have a fix that I need to get out, and this this kind of works in that space. So. Yeah, man. And that's what it is. The game is meant to be a way to relax, a way to have fun. And that's what it's for. It's not a life or death situation that a lot of people put onto it. That's not the way it is. It's meant to have fun. And I know, I know for me too, I like the game because the strategy of it, like GAC is awesome. Um, I've always been competitive in sports. Like one thing I love is playing basketball and I like playing the point too, because I see people's weaknesses. I see where I could take advantage of the offense by giving a pass over here, a pass over there. GAC is the same way. It's like, you see the person's uh, roster, you pick out their weaknesses, you exploit those weaknesses. You check your own weaknesses and you try to cover your bases. And uh, that game mode is so good. And then on top of that, like, CG does an awesome job of putting content out. Like, and I think most people that play this game don't play other games because they don't realize like how crazy it is that they throw this much content at us. I've played Destiny um, and Destiny 2 for so long. I get so mad at that game because I feel like they recycle the same stuff over where the Galaxy of Heroes is constantly putting on new characters, constantly putting new ideas like Data Crowns, even though a lot of people don't like change. It's a positive change, I think, in the future. Well, and even think about like using that data cron example. And, and look, 
resources are there to be spent. I, I've always said that about the game. Like I, I get hoarding to a point, but the the idea that I've got enough in reserves for if they drop another Galactic Legend that I can immediately go that that path, to me that that feels like a waste. But just look at the shift in the past twelve months, where like the the Zam Omni, which was was phenomenal. It's, it's it was a really cool, fun tool to use and to let people do things. But I don't know about you guys, but Zam doesn't really get off my bench anymore, just because of the other characters that have kind of flowed into the game and the way things work out. I don't use her a lot. I'm not upset about that, but it's just there's been enough of a, a change. And every once in a while, though, things line up that I get to use her, and I got to actually try to use her with with Java and three v three, or it was. It was part of that team that broke up, and I, I, I stuck Sam onto that side. But that you, you, Tila, you're spot on. Like that, that constant change through the game of just, you know, we get this new thing in, and what can we do with it for a period of time? And you know, it's it, I won't take credit for this, but listening to the uh, listen to the roundtable, it's you know, we're all going to kind of figure out what we do with Hondo over the next two months, and then we're going to get to the end of that path, and it's like, no, 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 he actually now it, it goes over here, and and it's I I think that's a great. That's a, that's a fun, exciting piece of this because it, it's not waiting for a new expansion of, of a game to kind of add on to what, what's there. You're, you're constantly kind of fiddling with, with, with what's in place already, knowing that something else is going to come further down the road. Yeah, 100%. I do really like this conversation, and I don't want to kill it. But we also have a game to play called Whose Kit <laughs> Is It Anyways? Are you guys ready for it? Oh man! Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, Pika, what we're gonna do here, and what we've been doing with all of our guests, is we're both. You're eventually we're we're gonna tag team you. So, I'm gonna give you okay. something, and then you're gonna give me something, and then you're gonna do the same with Tilo as well. So, you're gonna you're gonna essentially play the game a total of four times. All right, got it. <laughs> so, and, and the scary. The scary part is you guys are going to find out very quickly how little I know about what any of these characters in the game do. I'm I'm a button masher more than anything else. So don't worry, you can join my club. <laughs> <laughs> we all learn something. That's what's really important. Although, yes, okay. Uh, so people, actually, I have mine ready for you if if you're ready to go. I am. All right. So and yeah, part of this. Oh, so anyone who's new to the show or wa is watching right now or listening right now. We take a part of our time here to give each other ability descriptions from a character that we don't say who it is, and the other person, without looking it up or really without any advice at all, has to guess which character that ability belongs to. So, um, Pika, are you, I don't know if you have access to the chat right now, but I would advise turning it off just because everyone will chime in with their what they're thinking. I, I don't have chat on right now, so I'm good to go. And uh, if my camera's on and I'm looking away, it's because I'm staring at a blank wall because it's how I think. So I am. Uh, <laughs> I'll keep my hands up to the up to the camera. So. <laughs> All right, you ready then? Ready. Deal physical damage to target enemy if this character has evasion up, inflict blind and daze for one turn. If this character has a buff that can be dispelled and it's their turn. They deal damage again, dealing 50% less damage. Can you read the first clause of that one more time? Yeah. Deal physical damage to target enemy if this character has evasion up and inflicts blind and daze for one turn. This is an Inquisitor, just which one? I think. All right, I'm I'm gonna go quick, and it's 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 it'll be funny in a, in a moment. But 
I th- no, it's not. It's not Eighth Brother. Eighth Brother is all stealth based. Um, I think this is the Seventh Sister. This is not the Seventh Sister, but I will now give you the faction, and that should help a little bit. Yeah. It is Bad Batch. Oh, um, so Tech will attack twice. Oh, no, this is this is Omega. Omega's got blind on basic. Yep, exactly it. There you go. Yep, so yep. that would be one of two points for that. So very good. good That's job. hard. That good I one. didn't know. I didn't know she did that. <laughs> you know, oh, man, that um, I knew she did blind on basic. I, I didn't realize there was a there was a clause to it. That was that was the, the big thing. I thought it was just, I thought it just happened. But um, I mean, if I really it's a little it. bit with the squad like hunters. If you look at hunters lead, he's like, oh, this buff also becomes this. This buff also becomes that. I, I couldn't have told you. I wouldn't have gotten that in the first try, though. Got it. All right, so, right, so, so now I go? Yeah, so now you give it to me. So I'm going to cover okay. my chat here so that I can't I can't cheat. And Tilo, don't, don't give me any hints if you can help it. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> all right, um, here we go. Deal physical damage to all enemies. For each critical hit, character recovers 10%, 10% health and protection. If the character is stealth when this ability is used, stagger each enemy for two turns. Ah, uh, one more time. What's up? Can you read it one more time? Yep. Deal physical damage to all enemies. For each critical hit, character recovers 10% health and protection. If the character is stealthed when this ability is used, stagger each enemy for two turns. Okay. Um, critical hits, AoEs, physical damage, and stagger. I'm almost thinking... Akira comes to mind at first, but I know it's not her because she has to have something to do with prepared... Where it disp it, it's also a dispel, so it's not her. It sounds very much like Dengar. However, Dengar does a lot of other things with thermals. Um, I'm almost. You've almost got me. So this isn't my final guess, but you've got me thinking of Skiffguard Lando right now. I don't, I don't know his kit very well, but this sounds like something he was doing. Um, AOE. It's is it ten percent health and protection per crit? For each critical hit, character recovers ten percent health and protection. Oh, so it's just this character. Correct. Correct. Okay. Um, you probably said that. I was just confirming. Um, AOE. There's a heal. That's not the. It's not the Inquisitors because one has AOE ability block. One has A's one has dispel. Critical hit on AoE. And how how do they imply stagger? I'm sorry. Uh, if the character is stealthed when they use the ability. Oh, okay, yeah, that's right. Yep. Character stealth when they 
Yeah. I feel like there's more there. I feel like there's... I feel like every single one of his attacks has something to do with defense penetration, so it's probably not him, but I'm not getting... This, this really sounds like a newer character. Alright, yeah, I, I don't... I don't know the answer, but we're, let's go with Skipguard Lander for funsies here. It, it is not. Okay. Alright, what's the so, faction? The, the most narrow faction is Old Republic. Oh, okay. Oh, that... that takes it down big time. There's very few AoEs there. So it's not Jedi Knight Revan. Neither of the other two Jedi have it, so they're out. So it's it's someone on the Karth team. Um, Mission doesn't have one. Zalbar has Armor Shred, so it's not the two of them. Oh, it's a stealth unit. Oh, gross. This happens every time, Tilo. This happens every time. We always think it's a good character, but no, it's freaking, uh, it's freaking Juhani. <laughs> Got it. Her kid sounds so good on paper. Her kid sounds like, so good on paper, but she's so bad, man. Oh, oh no. always Juhani. I, that's funny. <laughs> I took her to relics at the start of of light side territory battle because I thought she was just going to be. This great tank that wasn't going to be needed, and those are resources I will never get back. Uh, I, Savitar said he he's the one that gave us to this one in the 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 entry on the Discord, and I think this was one of, was one of the first ones too. Like either the I first was, one or the it's second. Been, it's been months. <laughs> oh man, I still that's awesome. This. I'm, I'm like I'm so glad he didn't give that to me. I would have been lost too. That's freaking Johanny. <laughs> Uh, yeah, apparently, so I thought, I thought they were eventually just gonna give us, um, to deal Sean and do, like, a Malgus thing, and everybody, and they were gonna force Juhani onto the team, saying the whole team has to be Old Republic Jedi, but then they just made her, like, super tight into Starkiller, I'm like, alright, whatever. Alright, so I'm, now my part is done, so, Tilo, now you get to play with Pico. Alright, I'm gonna give you mine first, Pico. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right, deal physical damage to target enemy with a 70 70% uh, chance to inflict damage over time for 3 turns. That's it? Yeah. <laughs> oh. Those are the worst. 70% <laughs> chance to deal damage over time for 3 turns. Oh, um And it said physical damage. Physical damage. So it's not lot. That wasn't. I'm trying to think. Uh, yeah. Um, trying to. Th it, it, did it say whether it was single target or multi target? It says to target enemy. So target enemy. Okay. Um, This is impossible. I'm going to just go out on a limb. This is Candorous. No. Ugh. 
All right. So its faction is, and it was close, Rogue One. Oh, I, Rogue. Hate, I, I hate Rogue One. <laughs> the um, characters are so hard to tell what they do. So I hate them for the game, uh, not, well, for, for this game, just to verify. So I immediately went to what does Bodhi do in my head? Like, that's, that's what's sad about this. Um, it is not. So who in Rogue One has? It's not. I can't even think of who's doing damage over time on that team. Cassian's a bunch of debuffs and moves them over. It's not Pow. Is it Bitten? Does Biston have damage over time? I know he's got Frenzy, and then the other one is damage based off potency. It's not, I don't think it's Jin's a stun and just direct damage in that AE. Um, I have no idea. I, you know, let me, let me um, make some. Uh, I'm going to go a bit. It is. You got it right. <laughs> Um, so we're back. What happened? We, my whole computer just like completely threw a fit and everything shut down. Discord, um, oh. yeah, D Discord, OBS, I, it wasn't like, it, it was like a, almost looked like a BIOS problem. It was really bad, but we're back. So we missed, we missed that part of the who's kid is it anyway. So. If you'd like okay. to just tell us, I don't know, Tilo, actually how you do this, where you pulled this from, but if you would want to give let people know what happened. Um, let's not talk about it. Let's just move on. <laughs> that bad, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I got it wrong. It was uh, a Soka Fulcrum. Oh, okay. So for, for anybody that heard the kit, it was a Soka Fulcrum, and I went through all the other unaligned force users and of course they didn't say ahsoka <laughs> she's a hard one to guess though she, it well, should be it, it should be easier especially with the omicron a lot of people will put it on uh the omicron does change things that is true yeah i went in i looked at when when you messaged me about this i like all right i'm just gonna i'm gonna pick one from from ahsoka and, and you read through her kit and the first three everyone knows it's the basic is the one that no one probably really pays attention to just because it's it's an afterthought on it, so uh, yeah, it doesn't yeah, always work. But typically, the basic is the is the save or the, it's the best bet for this game of what can be gotten right and what can be gotten yeah. wrong. Now I'm on a green screen. <laughs> yeah, that, that one's that was not on my side, but okay. So it looks like Pika looks like you won. I think you came out of this two to one at this point for point wise. I, guys, I am shocked. I am I am shocked by that. Um, Good for you, uh, man. Uh, e even the, uh, the the blind squirrel finds a nut from time to time. That that will be my uh, <laughs> my, my phrase for this one. All right, so that that Oops. really concludes that part and the most part of the show. So Pico, I know you haven't seen the episode. Honestly, I don't remember a lot of it. So this is this is going to be right on you now, Tilo. Um, but Pika, if you want to dip out, we are going to be talking about the the new episode of Cassie. And also, for anyone else who's currently listening to this on Twitch and or the podcast form, if you have not seen last week's episode of Cassie, and so that's, you know, from, I think it's episode five now, 
uh, hop off now because we're going to be talking spoilers. So we'll give you a minute to do that. Yeah, guys, I am going to drop because my wife actually just texted me. Do you want to watch Cassian tonight? So I'm going to get caught up. <laughs> the timing has worked out perfect. All right, uh, awesome. Thank you. Go, uh, thank you very much for being here. And also, so you, you briefly mentioned that you had a podcast, but would you like to give more details on that before you head out? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I am now coasting or co-hosting HNN with uh, Celiac Sarah. Um, we are currently every other week. Uh, you can find us on the HNN Discord. Um, I, I will tell you the grilled burrito comment. Uh, I, I love that Sarah and I have been joking that like, you know, we're going to do a, a satellite show where it's just me kind of like a, you know, it, they've got H&M, which is news under the hollow table, which is a little bit more kind of commentary. And then I was going to kind of do like the uh, the entertainment tonight version of it. And, and I think I'm going to call it grilled burrito. Um, I, I think that's just a phenomenal name. I, I love it. Um, but guys, thank you for having me. This was this was a blast. Yeah, we appreciate having you. Oh. There you go. My voice is back. No, I was going to say it was really cool having you, especially being able to talk a little bit about Soka and a little bit about Star Wars and the game in general. It's been nice. Great. Thanks, guys. All right. All right, Tila. Oh, your face changed. I'm going <laughs> to I'm gonna keep it like that. I like I like, I like Tila's glasses. Um... It's the peekaboo mode. <laughs> That's actually really funny. And it's... I could probably change that if I really wanted to. Which one of these is it? I, I could just um, go like this. It makes me look like I'm looking over the fence. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so yeah, Tilo, cast new casting episode. What did you What did you like? What did you hate? I honestly, like I said, I don't really remember. I know I watched it, um, but I'm having uh, I'm having a little bit of issues remembering exactly what happened. Yeah, man. Like I really wish they they did it like the first three episodes. Even though, even if they did it maybe every other week, if we can get it all in the three episode chunks, and I'm like slowly tempted to just wait three weeks and just watch them all together, even though I know physically I can't do that, <laughs> I'm gonna have to watch it. But I, I, I think this is gonna be better as a little group. But this mission's really cool though, because it's basically their preparation of trying to get the heist done. You get a little bit more insight into the. And I can't even remember his name, but like the the Empire um, officer that is turning on the Empire and actually helping out the rebels for the heist. So you get to understand why his basic reason for joining them. Um, you get to see the group basically kind of almost fall apart before the heist, um, trying to get the motivation of why Cassian is there. And then in doing that, we get to see a little bit of the motivation why they are there too. So. It was a good episode. It's just, like I said, I just wish we'd get these in three episode chunks. Yeah, so I, I, I we realized that in the very beginning with the first one, but at, are they going to do that all the way through? Like, do we do we know that, that it's just going to be f essentially four arcs? Because the first three episodes really did just feel like one giant arc. And now this the second one is also going to look like an arc because this whole, from episode four to episode six, it's all going to be about the heist. Uh, from what I heard, it's going to be arcs. There, there's okay. four arcs, so we get three episodes in each chunk. So, yeah, yeah, I kind of, I kind of like that. But I also, I, I get what you're saying in the sense that it probably they should release them all at once to really get us a feel. Because yeah, I don't, 
I remember liking the episode, but I can't really remember anything super memorable from it. Not, not really. Um, that you get to see a little bit of. Um, oh my gosh, I'm totally blanking on his name. The the main guy behind everything. Cassian. No, not Cassian. The and one that Luthen? recruits him. Luthen, there you go. You get to see a little bit of his shop some more. You get a closer a closer view of the holocrons, the Sith holocron and the Jedi holocron, which was cool. The yeah, just that's just massive. Like, I don't understand, Do like, what type of real? Jedi. <laughs> I don't or know. is that <laughs> just, like, like, the gift shop part of his store? <laughs> he had, uh, he's a, a secondary seller of holocrons. <laughs> he's got some bootleg ones that they made. <laughs> oh, you and your bootleg, Tilo. <laughs> yeah, but it, it, it's cool. Um, I know there's theories going around with Luthen and um, saying that possibly he could be a Jedi. I don't know how you feel about that. Um, he seems super in the limelight to be a hidden Jedi. Yeah, I don't know. I, I go back and forth. Hiding, especially like that'd be super ballsy. To have a Jedi holocron sitting in your store, and you're a Jedi. <laughs> Unless they're knockoffs. Then they're like, oh, for sure he's not a Jedi. He's got yeah. knockoff holocrons. <laughs> It'd be like the... Who is the fake Jedi from Kenobi? Oh, what's his name? Um, the comedian. I, I don't know what his name was. I forget what it was, because ah, he, he called himself Jedi Master something, and that, that something was actually his real name. But maybe it's yeah. some type of thing like that, except for the reverse. <laughs> that would be awesome. But I, I don't think he's a Jedi. I, I just think he's a person that got affected by the Empire, and now he's wanting to strike back at him. Yeah, I think so, too. And I'm curious. I didn't... Did you get the vibe from Cassian in the first three episodes that he hates the Empire? Because I didn't. No, I, I feel like and Luther I don't know what Cassian's deal pushed is. Pushed that narrative pretty hard. He's like, "You hate the Empire," and and I was kind of like, "Maybe I do, maybe I don't." Yeah, I feel like he doesn't like the Empire, but at the same time, like he's very untrusting of everybody. He is, yeah, that's true. So, I'm I'm sure that'll probably come up more in development once we once we learn more about his sister and whatnot. I wonder, are they? Do you know if this is a one off? Of what? The series. Like, is it, are we just going to get one season? Two seasons. So, okay, first season, like you get, yeah, the one year, and then the next one's going to be the four years leading up to Rogue One. I was going to say, because they, they built up a lot of about this in his sister in the background, and that has to come to fruition at some point. Yeah, that's the first thing we see in the whole series. So, hopefully, either season finale payoff or that last um, arc, we get paid off right there. I, I did want to say oh, go for it. How, the one part that I do remember and that was the most shocking to me was, man, Mon Mothma's uh, family. They got some problems. I mean, and this is this was super realistic, too, because mm -hmm. and anyone who gives their life to their work, whether and obviously her work is very valid. She's leading a rebellion that is going to free thousands, hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people. I mean, it, it's, it remembered me or reminded me a little bit of Kenobi, too, when Bail Organa had his brother or his cousin or whoever it was over that one time. 
And he and his cousin's like, I didn't come over to talk about the poor or something like that. I came over here to drink. And that's this is the same type of environment. Like the higher ups, the elites of Coruscant, they don't care. They don't care if there's people there's still entire planets in slavery. Uh they 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 care about themselves and what they're doing at that time. So it's 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 realistic, honestly. Yeah, no, it it a hundred percent is. I know a lot it happens to a lot of sports athletes and a lot of politicians as well, like in, in our real life, they, they get so involved and their kids get on the wayside and they end yep. up being a little wild. So it, it's definitely happening in Mon Mothma. It's just, it's crazy to see it in Star Wars because we, we always think it's a happy ending at the end. And it's like, man, like I really wonder how our, fi- our, our family dynamic is at the end of, um, say, Return of the Jedi. Uh, that would be an interesting story too and her husband man that guy is a ah, i can't stand that dude <laughs> i went, well part of me thinks they died that's that that's the first thing that comes to my head like it almost seems like they're prepping him so they may, maybe not the daughter but i think they kill the dad i think that's yeah. what fully radicalizes mon mothma and turns her into someone who's not going to do things the right way but who's going to go underneath the table to make things happen and I, I wonder if it's the same time where she disowns the the Senate and takes off into hiding. And I really wonder, if, and it would be really cool for them to do if they kept the daughter alive and make her an officer and have her the, be the one that mainly hunting Mon Mothma. That would be an interesting story, too. Yeah, and they... We have to think what they're going to try to... What Disney is trying to do long-term, and we've seen this a lot with Marvel... They'll bring back these older characters and they'll get them tied to another character. And that other character is ultimately the one who will end up carrying the mantle. And I- I've quite liked actually a lot of the way that Marvel has done it. Um, I think Sam, Sam Wilson for Captain America is kind of the clearest one. You know, they they bring something back with Captain America or whatever. And then he's the one who ends up carrying the mantle. And this is kind of maybe going to happen with the Obi-Wan series and possibly Reva, which is... That one's a little bit harder to swallow, but it, it could easily very well be done. Or whatever Obi-Wan's yeah, brother that he mentioned was. Like, that could be a thing. Yeah, I don't know. With, with her, though, I, like, I feel like she passed the mantle to, like, Leia. Where I don't see any other, like, Reba? passing out the mantle. Oh, no, no, I thought it was Mom Mothma. Oh, okay, no, I, I see what you're saying, yeah. Yeah, like, I don't think there's a mantle for her to pass in this situation, but I definitely see maybe, like, Obi-Wan Reva. But even then, I, I feel like that changes her in her trajectory of ever being a true light side user. I still... Someone actually made a comment. It wasn't... I, you probably didn't see it because, yeah, it's in, it's in a different Discord server. But we had mentioned a while ago this idea... Not our idea, but this idea that we've talked about where... It kind of seems like in the shadows they're trying to build up to a Avengers style villain, but also setting in the post sequel trilogy era with uh, obviously Ray, maybe Ezra, probably not Ahsoka. I feel like she might be she she might be I think at best the old Ben of that era, if that makes sense. Like she's going to be the one that will guide them there and then peace out. Um. And just other characters. And someone mentioned, we, we had talked about Crate being kind of the Thanos. But someone on another server had mentioned that it could also be the, uh, gosh, what are they, they, they have two names right now. They had one old name, uh, the Grists. Oh. 
who are and, and the Yuzhan Vong. Yeah, yeah. So in current canon, they're the Grisks, but in the old canon, they were what's the name? Yuzhan Vong. So that could ultimately be what it's building up to is they're they're building up this host of characters through a bunch of mediums, TV shows, comic books, whatever, and that ends up being the ultimate setting for a hyperspace war, if you will. That would be really cool. Um, what I hope they do is we're already setting up Thrawn to be the big bad of like Ahsoka and stuff. Make it to where the vendors of the Star Wars universe come together. Say you get a Reva, like you were saying, Ezra, all these characters, and then and then go fight Thrawn. And in the middle of fighting Thrawn, the Yuzanvan come. Yeah, because we already we've already seen in Thrawn's books the Thrawn got no love for the Yuzanvan and the Griff, uh, the Gris. So then they merge together to fight them, and, and that would be cool because it gives us a chance of maybe we get a redeemable Thrawn at the end. But we still get that villainous Thrawn in the beginning, too. I wonder how the community would react to that, because I've... Again, I guess we're, we're just making lots of comparisons now, but like with Marvel and Mystique, there was a lot of pushback on her like g- being a genuinely good and pure character. Because that had never... I don't think that had ever been a thing in the comics. Like, sure, sometimes she, would, she was kind of on Xavier's side, per se, for a battle. But they made her out to be the hero. And I, we, we've talked about this before. Thrawn has, at the end of the day, he's, his alignment, similar, similar to Hondo's alignment is money, Thrawn's alignment is intellect and is honestly to his own people more than it is to a cost for evil or the Empire. So maybe they could, but I don't know how the original fans of the original Thrawn uh, series would, would react to that. Yeah, and that's the problem. Original Thrawn, 100% bad. This new canon Thrawn, not 100% bad. And we see it in the book. Like, he makes uh, friends with... Um, I- I'm totally blanking on his name. It was a really cool character, too. Anakin? Uh, no, he, yeah, he <laughs> makes ha- friends with that, Anakin that and happens. Padme. Yeah, he, ma- he yeah, makes he, friends with Anakin. And Padme, too. And they, yep. they work together to defeat the Separatists on that planet. But at the same time, it's like... He's he's made friends with the Emperor and Vader too. And then it's like uh he sent people to his home world to help them prepare for the Gris. Like he's he's gone back and forth. And even in his interactions when he's doing stuff for the Empire, he's always doing stuff at the same time to better his unit. He's he's one of those commanders that's not gonna risk their lives just to get the win. He's yeah. always trying to do something to save their life. And that's not a quality of someone He's that's truly He's not a Pong Krell, if you will. Yeah, Pong Krell sending both his, his squadrons to fight each other. Like, that's not Thrawn. Thrawn's going to save life, save resources, and do it the most intelligent way. So I, I, I see him as more like a, a flip side of, like, Tony Stark, where Tony Stark will make the Ultron bots because it's logical. But Thrawn leans a little bit more evil. But at the same time, like he's not completely evil. He'll he'll do good stuff too. Never thought of that's an interesting thought. Thrawn is the the, the Tony Stark on the other side. It makes sense. Yeah. So hopefully we'll see. I, and I'm really hoping they don't kill him kill him off too. I know that's like and speaking of Marvel too, like one of their big flaws is they just kill off all their interesting villains. And it's like, I hope they don't give Thrawn that same treatment. 
either let him live and be a foe they can find another day and have him become that next evolution of himself even more scarier or have him them on his side which would be super op and i hope i kind of thinking about it i hope they don't do that either yeah i i would be okay i don't know if i wanted them to kill him as like first live action appearance no yeah that actually wouldn't be fun but I, I would be okay with him dying sometime relatively soon just because we have so much between the, the the current six canon books his life is pretty much covered it's kind of the same yeah. thing with um with maul i don't i don't need to see much more of maul great character great arc but all but pretty much one part of his life has been told and after that i mean like let the dude die <laughs> yeah he's gonna be our new ball <laughs> yeah but i do though it, um i think that pretty much covers it for today we ready to get Raiden? let's do it all right thank you guys as always for listening do remember to join either the discord the uh the the twitch chat right now or our uh in the the podcast links below but Oh, so when you do that, you can go in there and enter in your your request for whose kid is it anyways. But until the next time, guys, stay awesome. Stay mad awesome. <laughs>